shoot. Dude, my face is so hot from being flushed from my cortisone shot that my left side of my glasses keep fogging up. Fogging your shit up. Just fog. So he did a cortisone shot, like, right in the joint, like, in the nerve bundle. I fucking felt it all the way up to my hip. Hey, ouch! I was like, this is literally me. I had my hands up behind it, and I was doing this. <laughs> motherfucker, fucker, motherfucker, fucker, motherfucker, motherfucker, like And the nurse is in there, and she's like, are you humming? And I'm like, it's either that or it's swearing, and I feel like that's inappropriate. <laughs> I'm just humming to get out my... <laughs> I'm humming, to, I'm humming to get out my rage. Uh, All right, should we start? All right, you ready? Yeah. Nice. Welcome to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. <laughs> this is episode, uh, what, 77? Yeah. And I'm Amanda, and that's Christina, and I'm drinking a beer because it's been a fucking week. But a good week just a very chaotic week so i i earned it anyway i'm christina <laughs> i i said that's christina right i introduced you i just felt i needed the stage for a second you it's know? fine i'd let you have it <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm christina i'm christina by the way i'm not drinking a beer in fact i left my water in my room and i'm too lazy to go get it so she's having a reaction to her cortisone shot so. i am my face looks like half of my face looks like i've got like a phantom of the opera lobster mask on it's just like bright fucking red and hot feeling the lobster of the opera is here <laughs> inside your mind <laughs> god we're cool i can't help how cool we you are when we were at carrie's and i had our road trip tunes playlist hooked up to the bluetooth <laughs> and it started that song and we were like doing the piano and they were looking at us and i'm like fine i'll change it you uncultured swine you don't like phantom of the opera <laughs> Uh, I love Phantom of the Opera. It's such a good play slash musical slash beautiful music. 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 Wait, V. How's it going? Listen. Tell me me about your butthole. (laughs) You had to bring that up. You had. You know. I do because it's so funny. It's funny. And with the amount of times I've called you out for shit. Like, how to get you give blowjobs and stuff like that, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to talk about my butthole. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why, but it was bleeding yesterday. <laughs> See, sometimes I'll get, like, a spot, but... You no, know, like, it was bleeding like, so much that I thought I had my lady business. <laughs> I did. There was... It was... I called Katie, and I'm like, Katie... Because I have to update my sister anytime something weird happens with my body. It kind of, we both, we both do it. So I called her. She's at a, like, she has three friends over. I'm like, you gotta leave the room. <laughs> She's like, I'm never too busy for you. <laughs> so she leaves the room. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta tell you, my butthole is bleeding. <laughs> she's laughing because she's drinking. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm like, my butthole is bleeding. <laughs> she's like i'll ask i'll 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 ask tam she probably knows more and so she goes back in when we're off the phone and announces it to everybody in the room hi my sister's butthole's bleeding does anybody know why (laughs) anybody you and of course (laughs) of course the first thing you google it's like 
you either have a hemorrhoid or an anal fissure. And I'm like, first of all, ow, I don't want any of that. Yeah. And then, of course, I had to tell Amanda on Snapchat, because, <laughs> again, anytime something weird happens with our body, we have to tell each other. Right. But I did it on Snapchat, and I made a mistake. <laughs> so did she you a dude that I had been talking to for maybe two days, like, I don't know, I don't even remember where he got my Snapchat from, it was Facebook or whatever, so it's not like I'm, like, butthurt about, butthurt. <laughs> <laughs> you might be butthurt. <laughs> I, might be, I might be a little bit hurt, but, but not about that. <laughs> so I sent him, and it was like, I don't know what happened, but my butthole's bleeding, and it was the big Muppet <laughs> You even said, but my butthole's bleeding, and I don't have my period. <laughs> and some dude i don't even know he opened it i did not get a response so which is fucking rude because yeah what if what if i was like hemorrhaging from my butthole and he was the only one that it sent to before (laughs) i dropped my phone before you dropped i would have just died died. i would have just died from my butthole and from anal bleeding (laughs) he didn't even bother to call (laughs) 911 rude it's fucking rude rude. that's that is (laughs) you would do that just saying what you would do that i know just accidentally send it to a guy hey reason number 932 why i'm single (laughs) i feel like you you really jump around with your numbers but (laughs) but we'll say 932 (laughs) uh poor little balloon knot and then my sister tells my niece so this morning my niece alex facetimes me and she's like how's your balloon knot tt and i'm like oh no alex don't say balloon knot it's weird coming out of a small child it's fine <laughs> my butt's fine all right i'm just sore <laughs> what have you been doing nielsen not into butt stuff so it's definitely not that that's an exit only which there is no entrance Mm -mm, just locks down (laughs) oh no and then i told (laughs) this is another part of it my dad i told my mom told my dad so my dad asks me about it i'm like i don't want to talk about my balloon knot thomas and he's like balloon knot and i'm like yeah you know that's what a balloon knot looks like I was like, have, he's like, how many buttholes have you seen? I'm like, what, you've never seen a butthole? <laughs> Do you, have you ever seen a cat walking away? You can't yeah. avoid the butthole. Yeah, Most he's buttholes like, look exactly he's like, well, the same. I've seen the dog or the cat. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I think of like a belly button. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> See, I feel like, feel like you're looking at them too much because <laughs> I'm assuming that they look like other buttholes I've seen on animals not actual human buttholes uh and a baby butthole does not look like a belly button I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out there because changing a diaper you can see a baby butthole a belly button oh Tom oh boy oh boy yo so yeah that's that's my butthole update good I'm glad everybody was concerned how's your so butthole they- I, it's been pretty normal, you know? That's um, good. I have had the, the, like, nervous shits a bit just because, 
just because of life. So that's, I mean, it's good because it's either that or nothing happens. So I'll take, <laughs> I'll take expelling the evil than containing it in my body. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's about my butthole. That's all I'm going to go into. <laughs> Uh, did you, did you like get a story or we just talk about buttholes today? I mean, we could just talk about buttholes today. Oh but my I gosh. Do... Everybody would hate that. How many, I wish we, everybody, when you listen to this episode, take a drink every time you hear the word butthole. <laughs> right. That It's the new ISW, the podcast drinking, drinking game. game. Every time you hear butthole or poop, you should take a drink. Or also, when I say stupid, right? motherfucker. Also, motherfucker this bitch uh-huh not bill approved uh <laughs> not, I, not hey by the way this episode not bill approved not bill approved <laughs> uh i also y'all should just like post on our facebook page butthole everybody <laughs> just post butthole the word butthole people not are pictures. gonna be so confused nobody no, send me a picture wanna, of a butthole <laughs> no 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 i don't want to see any buttholes like keep all that to yourself but just write the word b-u-t-t-h-o-l-e have our entire facebook page be covered in the word butthole <laughs> that's not funny don't do that it's kind of oh, funny because the tell it in a different language if you're from somewhere else yeah do that <laughs> i want to know how you say butthole in german or just, I, bet you, I bet you it sounds really angry <laughs> like an angry sneeze that's yeah. what it sounds like <laughs> Okay, we gotta get to the stories because I gotta deliver stuff at like five fifteen. So we should probably go. All right, I got you. It's a quick one. I, Me too. Were you, this is a fast episode. Listen, she's got moving and stuff she's got to do. I've got butthole issues. We're just. <laughs> we're, if you don't like it, it's fine. Your butthole. You're, it's, it's it's fine. I'm sorry you don't like it. Maybe you will like the next one. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay. <laughs> So, I'm going to tell you about the Goodhart murders. Oh. I wanted to go dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> These are kind of famous, so it'll probably jog your memory as I tell you. But Okay. So, Summer 68, not Summer 69. Don't summer get confused. Summer of 69, eight. Eight. Uh, the Robinson family went to their um, some summer home. So they had like a cabin on in like a little resort town. It was the Blisswood Resort Community on Lake Michigan. Okay. Uh, it was a beautiful log cabin. It was right on the shore of Lake Michigan. Uh, and it was a family of six. So the Robinson family consisted of Richard Robinson, who was 42, his wife Shirley, who was 40, and their children, Susan, 8, Randy, 12, Gary, 16, and Richie, who was 19. And they had all been staying at the cabin since about mid-June. Okay. So on July 22nd, uh, some women had gathered in a nearby cottage to have a bridge party when they started to smell something bad. Never a good sign. So they believed it was coming from a nearby cabin, so they called Monty Bliss, who is the caretaker of the property, uh, to take a look, and when he did, did he discovered the bodies of all six Robinson family members. Oh no! Uh, basically, I have a breakdown of how they believe it happened after like reviewing the crime scene and stuff. 
Okay. So they believe that the murders began with five gunshots that were aimed at Richard Robinson that was through a rear window from a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle. And then the murderer entered the cottage through an unlocked door and killed the remaining five family members with shots to the head from the 25 caliber. Dude, our stories are relatively similar. <laughs> so you'll see. Okay. So, Susan and Richard Robinson were also bludgeoned with a hammer found at the murder scene. Wow. Shirley's body was intentionally posed so that when the crime scene was discovered, it would look to the police like it was a crime scene as part of a sexual act. So, she was very lewdly posed. Okay. Uh, The bodies were not discovered for 27 days. Oh, no. In the summer heat? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. That old boy. And so, obviously, because of the hot nature of summer, (laughs) the advanced (laughs) decomposition... I don't know why I said that. (laughs) (laughs) We tried to to be, like, smart something. The The hot hot nature nature of of summer. summer. (laughs) It's not even what I have here. I don't know why I said it that way. And then you tried to go on. I'm like, I can't. I can't. No, get I saw your that. face, and then I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, anyway, so summer is hot because it was really fucking hot. <laughs> it advanced the decomposition of the bodies. Now that sounded more like something I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fucking hot, so the bodies decompose faster. Okay. <laughs> anyway, can we be serious? We're talking about six dead people. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, I'm serious. Because of the hot nature of summer. (laughs) It's it's like somebody trying to write a really good, like, Reddit post. I know. and Because of the hot nature of summer. It literally says in my writing, and because it was so hot, the bodies decomposed really fast. (laughs) So I don't know where that came from. It's just my brain, like, editing on the fly. Fuck it. It's fine. Again, you're right. There's six dead people. We should probably <laughs> stop laughing about how hot summer is. <laughs> do what frozen things do in summer. Sorry. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Someone's got to tell. Don't you dare. <laughs> okay, so the scene was so gruesome that the cabin had to be demolished after the oh. investigation because of the blood and stench could not be washed away. Yeah. Well, so they probably just... basically, like, melted into the ground or wherever mm. they were laying. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, poor people. Okay. So, by the second week of the investigation, the Michigan State Police and the Emmett County authorities suspected Richard Robinson's employee, Joseph R. Scolero. Um, he was an employee. I don't know why I said it that way. Scolero. <laughs> just, just move on. Scolero. What? <laughs> was an employee of <laughs> she's like not even in the screen right now she like <laughs> fell over on the couch and is laughing scalero <laughs> okay okay anyway so scalero this douchebag this guy was an employee of richard robinson who had been running robinson's detroit area ad agency that summer while robinson traveled and spent time with his family up north on the morning of the killings, uh, Robinson had talked to his banker and learned that a lot of money was missing from his account. He okay. called his office, and according to the receptionist, interviewed later by investigators, Robinson was furious. He demanded to speak to Scalero, 
uh, looking for an explanation for the missing money. Uh, After some shouting, Scalero left the office at about 10.30 a.m., and he was never able to account for his whereabouts between then and 11 p.m. So, like, 14 hours of his day was missing. Right, so he's he's the shitbag. Yes, so when he returned to his house, his wife told detectives that was the first time in six years of marriage that Scalero had not called or turned up in time for dinner. Uh, oh. He That meant he had no alibi for over 12 hours on the day of the murder. Uh, and he had more than enough time to drive to Goodhart, which was like the actual town. Okay. Um, and back. Uh, on top of that, two of the four firearms that investigators determined were used in the murders were almost immediately tied to Scalero. Though he had told detectives that he had given Robinson one of the 25 caliber Beretta pistols and some rare ammunition that he had for a rare gun, which matched what investigators believed had been used in the crime. Um, Later, investigators matched shell (laughs) shell casings found at the crime scene with shell casings found at a firing range where witnesses had seen Scalero shooting at about an AR-17 rifle that looked like another weapon used in the crime. Oh, okay. He was uh, also one of the few people in the world who could find the Robinsons' remote and hidden cabin. So their cabin wasn't like this right resort, little resort area wasn't like heavily populated. There were mm-hmm. cabins next to each other, but it was kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Right okay um because he had been there before uh, he could not provide him investigators with an adequate explanation for any of the evidence that they had gathered against him uh scalero also had taken two hundred thousand dollars a two hundred thousand dollar key man life insurance policy out on his boss but the policy had not got into effect because richard robinson had not yet taken the required physical Okay, so, is so that I think thing? it was I think it was like because it's such a small company, and uh-huh. he was like one of the main employees. That if the boss died, then he's out of a job. And okay, so his I think that they do that because they called it a key man insurance policy. So it's obviously a, a type of insurance policy. Okay, I mean, it makes sense in that light. But when you first said it, I was like, "Is that a thing? Can you just take a life insurance part up, like something out on well, somebody? And like Richard, I can just do it on you." Well, Richard obviously was a part of it, though, because he knew about it, and he had to take a physical in order for it to get... Right. So it actually had had to be, like, a participant in it. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Like, after you said that, I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense, since it's, like, a private company, and, like, he's the one, if he dies, then this guy's shit out of luck. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So, a forensic audit of Robinson's companies found that money had started draining from the business only after Scalero was hired on. Okay. He had not, obviously, like I had said, he had not been seen or heard from for more than 12 hours on the day of the murders. His alibis for that time period all proved invalid. He uh, was proven to have purchased both of the murder weapons determined by police and their forensic tests to have been used in the Robinson family murders, specifically uh, a 25 caliber jet fire automatic Beretta pistol and a 22 caliber caliber AR-17 Armalite semi-automatic rifle. The two... The four twenty-two caliber spent shells found at the murder, at the cabin murder scene, were forensically compared to their ballistic markings, to several twenty-two caliber um, evidence shells known to have been fired by Scalero at a family firing range, and okay. 
those matched. Okay, so they did match. It wasn't just like looks like like it no, was they earlier. matched. Okay. Um, and then although Scalero had claimed to have given the weapon away, a neighbor had told police that he had seen the twenty-two caliber rifle in Scalero's house not long before the Robinsons were killed. Uh, there was also found at the murder scene several Seiko twenty-five caliber spent cartridges. Cartridges? I can't fucking talk. Which was a rare 1968 Finnish brand only sold for a limited time in a, for a few weeks in Michigan handgun. And it was oh. prior to the murders. It was January to February in 1968. So it's rare. like Yes. It okay. was documented by investigators that one of the actual few Seiko ammunition purchases in Michigan had been by Joseph Scalero in February of 1968. Hard to fight that. Right. So, during the course of the investigation, like, he fucking did it. Right. So, during the course of the investigation, the suspect, Scalero, failed two lie detector tests. A third test was judged inconclusive as to the truth. It was also noted that he tried to deceive the polygraph interviewer in his pre-test interview. So, he was trying to lie on a on an answer that he was supposed to tell the truth on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, buddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, two investigating police agencies involved in the case presented their report to the jurisdictional prosecution on December 17th, 1969. Um, the detailed report implicated Joseph Scalaro as the sole perpetrator of the murder. However, in mid-January of 1970, Emmett County Prosecutor Donald C. Noggle decided not to bring charges against Scalaro. He cited the two missing murder weapons and the absence of his fingerprints at the crime scene i don't know if i agree with that but i mean i can see where he's coming from the physical evidence isn't there so he doesn't want to necessarily but still what the fuck okay basically he said there wasn't enough evidence i'm like i'm pretty sure there was plenty of fucking evidence but that's i mean i'm not i'm not a professional but i feel like There might have been. Probably have tried the case. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Okay, so they didn't take him to trial. They didn't bring charges. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. You better be sorry. I'm really upset. You're such a bitch. Okay. So despite all the evidence, like I said, the uh, Donald Noggle did not bring charges. Uh, um, Noggle was a retired Harbor Springs attorney. Basically, he was said to have only reluctantly uh, threw his name in for the county's prosecutor position um, and won by a write-in vote in 1968. Uh, No one else wanted the job. (laughs) And they had a six-count murder case going on and nobody really wanted to touch it. Uh, It would just be a consuming six-month trial and it wasn't a local family. It was one of the out-of-towners that just used their, they didn't want to spend all that money kind of on a and oh time yeah God, how frustrating would that be yeah basically it said that the emmett board of commissioners uh and probably a lot of county residents didn't want nagel or Nagel to take the case either they simply didn't want the county saddled with the expense they said that we don't they don't mind taking summer money but they're not paying that money for people like summer people basically right huh uh, and Noggle didn't have any experience with murder cases. So right. basically they believe they, they said he turned it down because he thinks the case would have completely overwhelmed the office. Uh, and they were just very conservative in their in frugal with the county money and didn't want to spend the money to trial. 
for summer people. I hate that. These summer people... They're Forget not, about it was them. almost kind of like the way I read it and some of the things it was like they're not from around here so right they're not our people why should we spend our money on them yeah however I'd, oh my god okay sorry that just really pisses me off I don't know why <laughs> that like got a struck a chord in me okay but four right. years right. later a newly elected chief prosecutor uh Brooks Patterson believed that the Robinson crime had originated within his jurisdiction, which was like slightly, like their counties were like next to each other. Mm-hmm. So it was like right on the county line in Oakland County. Okay. And he claimed that they originated within his jurisdiction jurisdiction and opened the case. Oh, okay. And reopened it for the prosecution. So the prime suspect Scalero learned when he learned of the impending charges and arrest, he committed suicide. So he's guilty. I I don't want to be that person, but well, I not not, well to be fair, he, so he committed suicide on March 8th, 1973. And he left behind a typewritten note, which he wrote, I'm a liar, a cheat and a phony with a list of people he had swindled in multiple business schemes. He then added a handwritten note to his mother on the same sheet of paper saying, I had nothing to do with the Robinsons. I'm a liar, but I'm not a murderer. I'm sick and I'm scared. God and everyone, please forgive me. Hmm. So So maybe he just didn't want to put his mom through all that thinking that he, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I feel like he did it. Like the guns matched the, like there was so much he's tied to them right because of working for him on top of the guns matching like i feel like there's Mm -hmm. too much that lines up for him not to be the one who had done it right well since michigan law does not permit an open murder case to be officially closed the suicide of the prime suspect scalero placed the case is an in an inactive file so it's technically still open yeah but it's they can't close it because they it never it's michigan law won't let them right but it's pretty much considered solved they it's believed widely that scalero did it killed himself right over many years other crime theories have surfaced but none to date that have ever been substantiated uh, so for five decades the land where the robinson cottage once stood w- has been vacant so they tore down the cabbage or cabbage <laughs> Am I having a stroke? I don't know what's happening. happening. That cortisone shot really like got to your head. Am I having a fucking stroke? They <laughs> tore down the cabbage. Uh, so they tore down the cabbage. Cabbage? Cabbage? They tore down the cottage. Uh, but they, and then they sold the land. Uh, according to reports, A family purchased the property but kept it untouched almost as though it was a memorial. The property, though, recently went on the market. The one-acre waterfront lot was listed for sale at $425,000. Wow. And that is the case of the Good Heart Murders. I had never heard of that. You haven't? No. Well... Well, now I want to look. Okay, I'm just gonna look it up quick to see if I know the pictures, because then I'm like, well, maybe I've you know. There's heard a like of it. drawing of the crime scene, which is really fucked up because it shows where the bodies were found. Um, mine's probably gonna be like a five minute story. 
because You're so fucking lazy amanda you know there's not enough hours in the fucking day so be happy i have a story all right listen <laughs> listen just be fucking happy man listen bitch <laughs> listen the reason that i found this story which is really funny because the very beginning and like the general outline is similar to yours is because i've been watching youtube like people reading reddit stories you know mm-hmm. and i've been super creeped out by the like woods and camping reddit stories oh I... those always creep me out remember yeah. one time when you got your tattoo and i read you reddit stories about yeah. trip ones like the whole way home and we were like that's when we went the wrong way so then we were doubly freaked out because we were like in the middle of fucking nowhere we're gonna die <laughs> yeah uh so i looked up unsolved camping mysteries so it's a short story there's not a lot of like meat to it and i couldn't find much for anything to add to like the gen just the outline of it because there isn't much because it's still technically an open case Mm -hmm. but it just freaked me out because those things like that's what i've been listening to to kind of give myself a little fright is the like that's what I've in been the middle to of the woods i don't have enough terrifying things in my world that <laughs> right i just like to scare myself a little bit no it's i usually turn it on in the background when i'm doing stuff so while i've been packing i've been listening to like scary stories on youtube people with cool voices reading them you know like australian men oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay wait pause wait because you're saying that listening to that in the background i've fallen asleep the last couple of nights to criminal minds and I have the most weirdest fucking dreams. <laughs> like serial killer crazy. Like, I don't like them. I'm like, I gotta find something more lighthearted. But they took friends off of Face or Netflix. And oh, what the fuck am I supposed to? Criminal Minds is my go-to. Right? That's uh, my, what I've been watching to go to sleep is <laughs> Big Mouth. Just because it is like I've seen them, so I don't have to watch it. But it's also like funny and like light and not like super heavy and gives me nightmares. Because mm-hmm. especially after Casey Anthony, man, that fucked with me. Like every night, I'd be re- like researching until like right before I went to bed, and then I'd go to bed, and I was having nightmares like regularly. I had them with Chris in the bed, and I did my <gasps> wake like, up. I normally wake up. Yeah, but I don't because I usually don't sleep that deep. And so it was weird. It was weird, man. But I'm going to tell you today about the mystery of Steve Haugen and Jeanette Bauman. So Steve and Jeanette met in St. Regis, Montana. They were both teachers. Um, For a while, they had a long distance relationship. So they were like in their early 50s when they met. Okay. it was like a second round of life type of thing. Both of them had, I believe they both got separated and divorced because neither of them were widowed, but they had like kids, you know, it was just a second round of life type of thing. So they met each other, I think at a teacher's like training conference thing. Um, For a while they had a long distance relationship and eventually they both moved to St. Regis. So before, no, they both, taught at St. Regis, but before that, Bowman lived in Washington State, and Haugen lived all the way in Oregon, Okay, and this was like 2004-ish. Um, Haugen, who was 54, was a high school counselor and coached track 
at the high school that he taught at. And Bowman was, aka Jeanette, was mm-hmm. 56 and taught computers and business at a high school. But that coming fall in 2005, she was planning to, um, she was starting a job at a college in Oak Ridge, Oregon. Okay. Okay. Uh, in June, she moved to Oak Ridge, which is where Steve was. So they met in St. Regis mm-hmm. and Did parted ways for a while. And then, yep. And then Jeanette ended up moving to Oak Ridge to start working at that college. And on June 29th, the couple decided they wanted to go on like a summer camping trip before the school year would start. Right. So she moved in the beginning of June to Oak Ridge. And then they were like, once you get settled, we'll go on a nice trip before we have to go back to school and start getting that stuff ready for that. So they went to the Willamette National Forest, which is right there, right near Oak Ridge. It's only like 20 miles away. It's not super far. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought Steve's dog, Caesar. Does the dog die? God damn it. Go. Just fucking keep going. I know Chrissy. the dog dies. Chrissy. What? everybody fucking dies i know but the dog why i agree the dog did nothing but it is what it is Just so he's sad on july 1st there were some people that came to the campsite where they were staying because they were supposed to be there for like the week and then the next people were coming to stay at this campsite in the mm-hmm. middle of this national forest and they found the dead body of the couple and the dog Caesar. Caesar! R.I.P. I know. Poor poor kids. All poor, y'all. Poor puppy. You're very concerned about the dog's Listen, life when two humans are dead. It makes me sad that two humans died, but the poor dog is defenseless. Not quite. Listen. Dogs can attack. They use dogs to attack killers all the time. People that I, are running away. Right, but trained dogs, like, I don't think my dogs would attack someone. I had witnessed my dogs when I was younger attack things coming towards us. Like I, I think witnessed Tasha, way. my Sheltie, rip a giant chunk out of the ca- the calf of the mailman. Like I know dogs can. I'm just saying not all dogs will. Not all humans will either, Chrissy. I under I didn't say they would, Amanda. Chrissy. Amanda. Chrissy. Amanda. Okay, I'm not happy about the dog. I'm just saying you're very emphasized on the dog when there are two humans also dead. The dog makes me sadder than the humans. I don't care what that says about me. It says you're a cold human. You're a cold human, you big bitch. Um, (laughs) Jeez. So. That escalated quickly. (laughs) All of them had been shot. Um, How many times was never specified by the police again? Because it's still an open case. So there's certain details that they kind of kept. What was the year that this happened? 2005. Well, two, okay. yeah, 2005. Okay. Um, so they had both, like, all of them had been shot. Um, there was an announcement that two separate guns had been used. They did tell the um, public that. One was a high-caliber rifle, and the other one was a low-caliber handgun. Really? So... They didn't specify the calibers, but they said high-powered and low-powered, which is basically Mm -hmm. a shotgun or a a handgun or a rifle or whatever you want to call them. Um, So the theory is that the killer shot from a distance with his high-powered rifle 
and um, injured them and then moved in to kill them. kill, yeah. Yeah. What I thought was interesting about this... um, Well, it's just interesting that they would shoot from a high-powered and then come in because they want to be up close when they see him die, probably. uh Uh-huh. See, and that's... Okay. We'll get to it. So uh, the other thought is that maybe there was more than one person involved. Um, Maybe each were toting their own gun Mm -hmm. and... You know, but I feel like it would be kind of an overkill to have the high-powered rifle if you're both just coming in. Like, Mm -hmm. why? You know what I mean? It's one of those things, like, maybe, but why? And they couldn't, they didn't say anything about distance, which would be able to be told by how the rifle shot, like, hits the people. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was never specified in anything that I could find. It's really funny because a lot of this, I mean, not funny, but it's really weird because a lot of this information was like super general. Like there wasn't a lot of specific details. There wasn't a lot of, but I found it really interesting because of that. They talk about this type of killer here soon um, with the shooting from afar and then coming in to shoot them Mm -hmm. that I thought was really interesting. Uh, There were items missing from the site as well. There was a Smith Smith and Wesson revolver with the brown leather shoulder holster that um, he always used to carry whenever they'd go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, That was like camping because this was like a thing they did. They went and did like hiking and camping and, you know, nature stuff, nature stuff, nature stuff. There were also custom fishing rods missing. So they knew that... It was just stuff that you knew was missing because they always had them when they went on their little mm-hmm. adventures. These, along with the license plates from Haugen's car, were missing. Oregon plates number CL47763, and none of them were recovered. They never found any of them. The license Trophies? plate, that's what they're thinking. So the motive wasn't believed to be robbery or anything. They thought that the items were taken as trophies, like you said, and they thought that the killer um, had killed them for territorial reasons. So Hmm. they think the killers were strangers to the victims. Both Steve and Annette were very well liked and had no enemies to speak of that anybody could say that anybody didn't like them. You know what I mean? There were those kind of people where they were like, there's nobody that we know of that would have any reason to. They were just high school teachers who found each other late in life and now we're starting to start over, you know? Yeah. Um, there is something the FBI calls a super hunter killer, mm-hmm. which very similar to like the most dangerous game type of people. They're they get, Yeah. So these people are semi-delusional they believe that they're, the forest is their territory as soon as they, like, move into it and they decide they're going to be, like, living off land and stuff. They take it as if it's their territory now. Like, yeah. no one else should be on it. Whatever. I literally just watched a Criminal Mind episode about one of them. Yeah, it was really, it's <laughs> super interesting. I was like, it is. It's like, wow, I never, I would have never even thought about it. But mm-hmm. they also tend to take trophies because of this territorial thing, showing their dominance over these people. And when they take them, it's like they bring them to remind them of how this is their space and they will protect it however they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this there was a suspect in the murder another reason i thought this was interesting he got ruled out pretty fast but israel keys they thought may have been one of the killers may have been a killer just because of his mo was always like he had his little kill kits Mm -hmm. you know um he lunatic if it's a douchebag if y'all don't know um israel keys is a serial killer that is from well He's from the, like, continental United States, but he moved up to Alaska, and then he would come down, and he would literally, like, stash away kill kits, and he is suspected of at least 11 murders. Um, He didn't give details to all of them. He only admitted to, like, six of them, but they think 11 because in his jail cell, he drew, Mm -hmm. was it 11 heads? Yep. So... Um, that and a lot of murders kind of line up with his like at did he random kill himself. He did because yeah, he hung as, himself in his jail. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he was, it looked like he was going to get prosecuted. He killed mm-hmm. himself. Um, but it, yeah, it was so, actually because he was taking too long because he wanted to be he wanted yeah. to die right away in the which P.S. Um, Alaska. I don't think Alaska even had the death penalty, did they? They extradited him to the. I think it was California. Either, I was like, either way, it was someplace that he went that didn't have the death penalty, so he was like wanting to get, and it had to be like California, where they still had the death penalty at the time. Either way, he's done. Yeah. So he's a shithead, and that's who they thought it was at first. He's just a but shit jerk. He's just a shit jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at some point down the road, maybe we'll dive deeper into him. One of us will cover him because he did him already. Israel Keys. Yeah, I thought you did him. Hmm. I don't believe so, but maybe I did. You did another guy who did kill kits. Maybe that was what it was. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, man. But that was their like first and main suspect. But since they like because of travel things, they ruled him out. Okay. Uh, so a main investigator that was on this case said that there were like two to three suspects that they were guessing at least one of them was guilty but they didn't have any concrete evidence to like go after any of them. So as of right now, the case is considered cold and generally they don't think that they'll be able to solve it unless someone comes forward with something because it was so like bang, 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 senseless, took the stuff, never seen again. And that was it. But it surprises me that they've only killed once. And they, you know what? They probably haven't. Right. That's where I'm like, that. that's weird to me that, because they're in a national park at a scheduled campground. So there's got to be multiple people camping there. Per- but if he's, also, if like they're one of those like hunter whatevers, uh, maybe it was just at this moment they had decided that this was, mm-hmm. I needed to protect my land or maybe they saw that he was carrying a weapon and they felt that they needed to protect themselves or like defend themselves or I don't know. It was one of those things that I like read it and I was like, this doesn't have a lot of meat to it, but it's so fucking like out of nowhere makes no sense that I don't know what to make of it. And the fact that they brought up that type of killer, the like Mm -hmm. super hunter killer, I was like, I just thought it was intriguing. And then like Israel keys being one of the suspects, I was like, it does sound like something he'd do. It does sound like something he'd do, and it does like kind of fit in that time area. And mm-hmm. because some of his victims aren't known, and there's probably more than what 
Well, and his biggest thing was he would just do it and then get out of there. He, yeah, he literally would just drop him and move. Like there was never any. Which is why he, like, not that it took him forever to be found because then he was just getting sloppy and did it right near his home. And that's why Mm -hmm. we got caught. But that's why he was able to do so much in such a small amount of time because he was just able to go boom there was no evidence really left they couldn't really tie him to anything there's no reason he would have been in the area right because he would like drop things in different states he'd do the crime drop stuff in a different state drive through a different state to get gas and And drop the body in a different state yeah exactly so he would just like spread everything out and then no one knew where to even like go for jurisdiction issues so Mm -hmm. it was he's crazy but yeah, that's the that's that's it for it. I just thought it was no, interesting. that was like interesting. open a yeah. can of worms type of thing because I've been mm-hmm. listening to all those like supposedly true like creepy things that happen in the woods stories, and I was like, I want to hear something that's real that happened in the woods. That road trip ones scary. from truckers are way creepier. Uh, yeah, but just no, I generally I like those like I'm not a fan of people generally. Stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Oh, well, that was good. Good job. This was a fast episode. It's going to be like 40 minutes. That's fine. That takes me less time to edit. Yep. Fair. Dude, our 75 episode was a fucking nightmare. So. I heard. Mom goes, it's a long one. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's good. Like, I got a couple right? of people that messaged me and said that was really good. So, I mean. Love. Oh, she's, good. She's a long one. Dude. We have over 10,000 downloads now. Like, didn't we only have, like, 8,000 in the middle of July when you showed me that thing? Yeah, something like that. We got, like, thousand and some downloads in the last, like, month and a half. That's wild. Pretty excited about it. Pretty fucking cool. Got a a couple more likes of people I don't know on Facebook. So, hey, Ah! keep adding. I don't know what it says about me, but I've had at least five people tag me in this fucking meme. Where it's light up Crocs. Take someone who'd wear these babies on Christmas Day. <laughs> and it's the, who, who tagged you? Callie, uh, someone at work just sent me, like two people from work have sent me that. They didn't tag me in it. And then um, I think Tracy tagged me in it. <laughs> I was looking at Crocs last They're night. They're amazing. Literally. Buy one, get one at Famous Footwear and I need new gym shoes. And I was like, what else can I get for get shoes? a pair of fucking Crocs, man. I'm telling you. They're I'm I'm thinking about it, man. They're so good. And the uglier they are, the better they are. Like the more ugly you get, like you just don't try to pretend that they're cool and then you just rock them. Like bring back fucking plaid coat Amanda. Oh. Buy yourself a pair of Crocs. Bitch, I might have also looked at some van fucking slip-ons that have the checkers on them. Oh, don't think I did shit. it. 10th grade Amanda coming back at you. Don't think I did it. Um no, but my who are we talking to? that was really like a hundred to zero my uh who are we talking to to? i think it was my physical therapist i was talking about how much i love crocs he's he called me a nerd and i was like like, listen they're amazing and he's like i'm not lying they're amazing but i just don't love them that much and i was like if you're not rock or the crocs it's something i i said something smooth i don't know what i said something smoother or stupid or stupid either one and he said i don't 
this is a really lame story. Um, <laughs> he said something else, but anyway, my point was, I was like, I'm, let me just put it to you this way. My friend has had to talk me down from buying a pair of $45 firework light-up Crocs to wear on the 4th of July. <laughs> just on the 4th of July. Whatever. I'd wear them on the next 4th of July and Labor Day and this day. You would lose them by then. You know it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're giggle- You don't even have to deny it. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying Crocs are amazing. And then I was wearing them to physical therapy because those are the only shoes I wear right now because my feet hurt. And they're like, okay, we want you to do like some leg presses to like get my ankle, have me like do it with my toes. So like I'm sitting down and I'm doing leg ankle lifts, but with the leg press. Yep. And I was like, hold on, I got to put fourth wheel on. So I had to like put the strap on. I need my safety strap. I gotta put the I gotta put the seatbelt on. That's what that's what Jaylee calls them. A Her safety, safety strap. strap. Hold on, I need my adventure strap on. You know, I always tell my mom, I'm like, I gotta hold on, I gotta put it in fourth wheel, and then I or fourth gear, and then I like hook the strap on so I can walk faster. Oh boy, guys! In case you didn't know, I'm really fucking cool. She's like the coolest i'm another (laughs) level of cool (laughs) like you don't even know you don't even fucking know all right guys i gotta i gotta skedaddle well listen like rate comment y'all are doing great on all that good job you're the bee's knees and his elbows oh every time i say that drink too because i say that a lot too (laughs) uh wind beneath my wings that's another one i think we need to make a shirt this is not bill approved I agree. I was just, hey, what do you guys think about shirts and merch? Should we make merch? Would you like merch? Let us know. What do you think? Comment you below. Think? <laughs> Tell us what's something we should have on merch. Com- comment below. What the fuck? <laughs> Stop fucking <laughs> YouTube, you dumbass. Maybe I should put that on the post for this one. Yes. <laughs> comment below. Comment below. <laughs> add in the, add in the like. You guys want merch? Comment below. <laughs> You guys want merch? Comment below and I'll quote it. Hashtag not bill approved. <laughs> Hashtag. If we get a, if we make not bill approved shirts, you need to get a shirt and give it to Bill. No. Yes. And then he's going to be like, why? And we're like, don't worry about it, Bill. Just and he's going to listen to it and he's going to know things. <laughs> that he doesn't need to know. No. He would. He. I said L in front of him and Bill was like, you know. Men don't find swearing very attractive. I'm like, good thing I'm not trying to attract you, Bill. <laughs> and then and then we took a family picture and I was almost crying. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Okay, and here I am telling my dad. I'm like, well, that's right? fucking stupid. <laughs> uh oh, funny. All right, okay. guys. Anyway, spread the for word, everything. spread yourselves. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm, yep oh, mm-hmm. we could do that could be a shirt. Spread the word. And then on the back, spread yourself. (laughs) What? And then just put like our little logo on the bottom. (laughs) Just a little ear. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this? What fucking shirt is that? (laughs) Don't worry about it. You know. Hey, check it out. Spread yourself. Spread yourself. All right, guys. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.